Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that has no more Kevin. What are we going to do? We're exposed. (laughs) It's the noobs and the hoovian. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was compromised. Compromised. I'm compromised. (laughs) I don't have a Kevin. It's the noobs and the compromised. Hoovian. Uh, My name is Austin. I'm the compromised. And these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And And we're we're also compromised. (laughs) And we're off to a train wreck already. This is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week, except when we don't, and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And and two two sons sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 162, covering season 11, episode 4, Arachnids in the UK. This is the one where the Doctor and her companions let giant spiders suffocate to death and not Trump shoots it because it better for Merca. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I told you, you have to read that exactly how it was written. You have to read this exactly as it's written. And I'm like, oh man, what have I gotten myself into? There's, If you'd put a hyphen there, not Trump with a hyphen, I wouldn't have gone. I, got, I, got. I don't think I did that verbally, but I definitely did it mentally. Anywho, this was story number 280, originally airing October 28th, 2018 to 8.22 million viewers. So it seems like eight is where we're going to hang out. Where last week we were like eight point, I don't know, four or something like that. Written by Chris Chibnall and directed by Sally, easy for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) Abrahamian? Let's call it Abrahamian. Sure. Sure. I'm sure it's Smith. Not that. It's it's pronounced Sparrow. Uh, Yeah, at any rate. Um, Under the cast this week, um, we are getting to our, wait, I was going to say final companion. Did we talk about Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Tosin Cole because he was, he was, uh, Lieutenant, what's his what's name? His name for in the Red Squadron. Yeah. Yeah. What was his name? It wasn't even Lieutenant, was it? <laughs> yeah. You can like, tell how important he was. <laughs> yeah, it was my favorite character. He was, he was definitely. Uh, we have the action figure. Guaranteed there's an action figure. <laughs> probably. Guaranteed. There's probably a Lego minifig of him. So, which is pretty cool because none of us have a Lego minifig. Yeah. So, of ourselves. That's officially branded. <laughs> I might have one of myself. Uh, yeah, I might, might um, have made Yasmin one. Khan is played by Mandip Gill. And um, she was, like most of the characters, uh, you know, actors that show up on the show, someone I was incredibly not familiar with. But um, Jodie Whittaker seemed really jazzed about her in all the promo materials. Um, and if you if you see any of the promo materials, you can tell these two connected. Like, they have mm-hmm. clicked. And... Um, the, the, I think the two of them are on the latest cover of maybe it's either radio, radio times or Dr. Who magazine. I think it's radio times. And they did like an interview and everything. And you can just see like the chemistry. Anytime there's an interview with them that, that you can actually watch, um, you can tell they just immediately clicked. So, um, she played a character named Phoebe McQueen, which Corbin asked if that's, uh, lightning's wife. <laughs> um, in a show called Hollyoaks, and she played that character for like several years, it was like 2012 to 2015 or something like that. So she was in there for several seasons. Hmm. She also, um, I, I, I've got a sneaking suspicion. I have a th- conspiracy theory that she's going to be the 14th Doctor or something because <laughs> she is currently filming a show called Suspicion, where she plays Yasmin, and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh. Okay. And she also played a character named, I think, Shazia or Shazia in Doctors, Mm -hmm. a TV show. And then she also played Doctor 
in 2020 the movie, which is a movie apparently. So I'm just like, I just kept seeing the word doctor in her IMDb profile. I'm like, what is going on? Are like, are we, is this a we're, we're cracking the Da Vinci code. We're right cracking the, the Chibnall code. Oh, da, da, da. oh. <laughs> the Chibs code. Also wanted to mention this week, special guest star Jack Robertson, played by Chris Noth. And uh, part of the reason that I, that I wanted to bring him up is that this is one of those rare treats where we get an American guest star. I mean, you know, he's playing an American, so it fits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Chris Noth is a guy who has been around forever. He played uh, in Hill Street Blues as I, I guess it looked like maybe like a, a recurring character short. Like he wasn't on there forever, but he was on Hill Street Blues for a while. He was also uh, one of the main characters in the original Law and Order. And then years later reprised that role in Law and Order Criminal Intent. So he's a guy that like as soon as he showed up in this episode, I was like, oh, that's the that's the guy who, wait, who is he? <laughs> you know, like one of those, like he's got that face you recognize immediately, but you don't remember why, you know? Yeah. Um, and by the way, what I have discovered is that uh, anytime that happens to me now, if I see an actor on screen and I go, oh, oh, it's, uh, it was probably Law and Order. Because, <laughs> oh my gosh, Corbin is like, how long has that show been running? Forever. That show has been running since so the 90s. Long. I think it's still going and there's like 18 spinoffs. It was like, you know, it's like CSI <laughs> and uh, what's the other one uh, that does all the spinoffs? NCIS? Um, I don't know. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they did a couple of uh, couple of versions too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, that that would be where you know him from. So guys, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by Jack Robertson for president. Wait. It might be too late to get him in there for 2020, but... <laughs> Just a little. I mean, this is a show about time travel. How many wow. people voted for jack robertson like in the actual election <laughs> yeah. real life oh that would be so i guarantee you it was it was a non-zero number it had to have been at least one person i did not even think about that yeah because yeah. this was on the see that was the that was the weird thing is i was breaking my brain trying to remember like okay where are we right now because it was 2018 and i was thinking wait a minute that's before the election so like were they presaging trump and then i went oh no wait wait, wait, wait. 2018 <laughs> that was he was already president. He was running for re-election in 2020. That's right. And I just like, it really messed up my head. So we've got, uh, we, we do have thoughts and notes about that later. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue, no, but I did want to point out that Arachnids in the UK is a play off of the title Anarchy in the UK. And, oh no, I read a thing. Now I don't remember all the details, but there was a thing in the Wikia that like somebody pitched that might've been the writer, um, that originally this had a different title and somebody said, what if we called it arachnids in the UK, like a pun? And I'm like, I don't, that's not how puns oh, work, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's not the only time that, that, uh, that kind of thing has come up on here. So the creature of the week, we didn't write it down, but basically it's just, uh, spiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regular spiders, mind you, just normal human earth spiders not human spiders uh regular non-human earth, earth spiders, spiders. Right? If, had it been human spiders this would have been a different episode <laughs> yeah it would have been a lot more terrifying just, <laughs> just for the record automatic <laughs> automatic 500 creep automatic if it's automatic. human spiders <laughs> uh let's see oh uh the tardis we didn't get much out of the tardis uh this week did we did, wait oh wait did we see the tardis yeah they went in it. Yeah. At oh, the yeah, start yeah, yeah. and at the end, and we came out of it like. Three oh, that's times. right. They were standing outside of it, like kind of saying goodbye, and the doctor yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. I've got no. The doctor about that was later. like in and out, and it was like. Yep. Yep. Tea. And then at the very end, they were all inside the, oh, the control yeah. room and everything. 
Uh, the Sonic, I didn't have any particular notes except that just uh, once again, we have uh, Whitaker doing her pose. I love that. And that was like super close up. Like it was oh, yeah. like a tight shot of her face and she still swung her arm way out so that by the time she landed, like the tip of the Sonic was like touching the camera lens. <laughs> filming, so that was fun. Uh, we did have the return of the psychic paper. Wait, oh, wait. Is this the first psychic paper with Whitaker? Yeah. Is this know. the first time? I think it is. Wait, is it? Wait, maybe. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> we are racking our brain right now. What episodes have we seen? I don't. We had the three. race one. Yeah. Did they, did, she didn't use it in the race thing? No. What was the, what was the next one? Oh, know. Rosa. I don't she know didn't when use it she would have used it. She, she use might it have Rosa. used it in Rosa. Why didn't she use it in Rosa? I know. That would have helped. I'm the mayor. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the mayor. Because that would have gone down well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> point to Ryan. This is my deputy mayor right here. Uh, anyways, um, she, she whipped it out and referred to herself, or, excuse me, her and the team as crisis investigators, which I'm like, yeah. That's just kind of nebulous. Yeah. <laughs> That's like saying we're trouble fixers. <laughs> it's like crisis investigators. So what do you do? I don't know if there's a, like, if there is an official term in the UK that's crisis investigators that would mean something on its own oh, independent yeah. of like, they didn't, you know, she didn't say we are, you know, uh, crisis investigators with, you know, the such and such police department or anything. She just, anyways. <laughs> we investigate the crisis. We investigate crises, which could just be on the top of the TARDIS, right? Yeah. Instead of police box, it could just say crisis investigators. I mean, that wasn't even a lie, was it? That was just. No, it, it, <laughs> for once, the paper didn't have to say anything. It just, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, we did get the doctor dropping some names. She said she and Amelia Earhart had to deal with spider silk as thick as a pencil. I thought that was, wait, it's just again, like, wait, what a minute? What? Wait, what? What um, a minute? So what a minute? That, so where's that story? <laughs> I do always wonder whenever they say this, there's always, you know, my, my little radar goes off and thinks, is this an audio adventure that's already been recorded, a novel that's already happened, a comic book that's already happened, or are they just dropping breadcrumbs for the next yeah. author to come along and <laughs> write the adventure of the doctor with Amelia Earhart? Um, and would it be, the Whitaker doctor or somebody else, presumably, presumably else. somebody else, because pretty much since she regenerated, she's been with, uh, old team TARDIS. Right. Yeah. Except for the 14 other times they landed on those planets. So. Yeah. But they were together when they landed there. Oh yeah. And they yeah. didn't land on earth. Those times. Uh, presumably. well, presumably or, or certainly not the right spot on earth or the right time. Yeah. So, um, other stuff we noticed, it's only been, speaking of those 14 attempts, it's only been half an hour since they were in the warehouse. Mm. It seems like a lifetime ago. The whole race on desolation, the Rosa incident, um, say what, maybe two days each. Yeah. Like from the time that they jumped out of the warehouse, did the little teleport, the race on desolation was basically the rest of that day and the following day. Right. Mm. So like yeah. about two days. And then the Rosa incident, they got there Wednesday and everything went down on Thursday night. So they were there for like two full days. So then you also have the 14 other attempts to get home before Rosa, right? Yeah. That was all before Rosa. <clears throat> so they've been gone a week-ish, somewhere in there, like at least four days, maybe as long as a week, depending on what those other 14 yeah. attempts look like. I mean, presumably they didn't just like touch down, go nope, and hit the button and like throw the lever. <laughs> 
Um, so they've been gone roughly a week and it's only been half an hour since they left the warehouse. So that means later on we get this, uh, this fun moment where Yaz runs up to her mom and gives her a big hug. And she's like, you only saw me this morning, you know? So, oh, really? It feels longer. You know, uh, we've, we've seen this kind of thing before. Uh, we had the line. I have no more Kevin <laughs> from Jack Robertson. That's just a great line. Like, I have no more Kevin. No more Kevin. It's like the first time he ever valued a human being. (laughs) But even then, only as protection. So he's still a dirtbag. I, okay. I think whatever it is that allows spiders to walk up walls, climb across ceilings, et cetera, et cetera, wouldn't that all break down when the spider is the size of a VW bug Mm -hmm. instead of a regular bug? I'm going to assume this says that it's hairs, which have triangular tips. I don't know, but they basically just like grip bits. It's a weight thing, really. Yeah, they've got like cleats, basically. Yeah, like we could climb up walls if we were that tiny. Maybe not because we don't have the right tools, but like. Well, like the ridges on our hands would be enough to like. I mean, maybe, but. But that's the whole thing is that they're able to like their little hairs and everything like dig into the the cracks in the paint on the wall. Yeah. Like that's what they're doing. But that only that, works, that, like Corbin said, because you're holding up small. grams, not uh-huh. pounds, you know, like hundreds uh, like the 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 giant mother spider in it the ballroom like thing. Ceiling. That yeah. thing yeah. Of weighed, Forget climb up the walls. It was on the ceiling. It was ceiling. walking along the ceiling. Also, did y'all like the cutaway when it when it dropped itself down and presumably rolled over because when it cuts back, it's on its feet again. So the camera whip panned away from, from the spider to see Graham and Ryan's reaction so that the CGI department didn't have to flip a spider in midair <laughs> yeah. to make the physics look right. Of course. I thought that was great. Uh, but you did hear the thump. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounded like a dumpster hitting the ground and yeah. So I don't think it would have been able to walk on the ceiling and the walls. I have to wonder, does there a strength grow proportionally because especially at the incredibly fast rate they seem to be growing there's no way they can actually even like hold themselves up right Mm -hmm. like their legs are not very small compared to their body the only reason that works is because spiders normally can hold much more than their actual body weight right but then when it grows like 180 times yeah, the yeah like weight. could it actually lift a bus you know like that's the old thing right like if an ant was scaled up in size and strength it could bench press your school bus fully loaded you know that kind of thing but it's guess like, what but it can't but it, because it's like a hundred times smaller than us yeah and and that's the thing they always they, they always say scaled up in size and strength okay or like I remember reading in a trivia book when I was a kid, scaled up in size and speed, a spider could outrun like any Olympic sprinter in the yeah. world uh, throughout all time. You know, like yeah. ease, like I think it said, you know, like, and give them a two second head start and still beat them, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, right, because again, because they're that small. So if they yeah. scaled up the, the speed or, and or slash the strength slash climbing ability yeah. <laughs> does not, scale with it it's not how the universe yeah. works. i also feel like that whole not being able to breathe thing would have come a lot sooner than like being the I was, size of a car i was under the impression that all of the extra exertion that that thing had been through that day of climbing around after these intruders breaking through the tub is what 
yeah. like tipped it over the edge of it's overexerted itself. I don't you know, think like, that was the idea because like <clears throat> if no, a no, no, human no. it's like both. Like that both, exacerbated okay, but, yeah. like it did it was it was too big to properly what did she say? Process oxygen or or breathe. Maybe. Whatever. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's too big. It's suffocating itself. And what what I took away from it was it's not been this active up until that point. So it was probably already struggling, but then you add in busting through uh, a, a bathtub and yeah. eating a Kevin or two and <laughs> or two. climbing around on the ceiling and doing all these crazy things. It's now finally that caught up to it. That was, that exacerbated the problem even more. And if it had just stayed down in, in its nest, it might've lasted a little longer, but not, it still would have eventually caught up. Even still, I feel like, like, I think like you grow, you scale a human up, like only double our normal size and all of our internal organs would fail immediately. Right. <laughs> right, so like right. a spider that's like this big yeah. being the size of a car, I feel like yeah. that would have occurred would, a little yeah. bit sooner. That's that's very true. That's very true, yeah. You always have to um to remember that things don't scale up one to one. Yeah. You know. Um there's a there's a reason that bugs are shaped the way they are and elephants are shaped the way they are. You know, like there's <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of different elements there. Um, and, and, um, definitely things like strength and speed and all that kind of stuff doesn't, uh, doesn't scale up with you. Um, spider mother in the ballroom was the greatest Edith Wharton novel never written, apparently, <laughs> according to the doctor. I meant to Google who Edith Wharton was. I, um, <laughs> I heard that. I was like, who are we talking uh, yeah, about? Pr- probably all, all of our British listeners are going, how do they not know who I am? How could they? That's right. Uh, let's see. Okay. So. The companions, this is kind of bleeding into the who's who section here, but they all decide, the companions that is, that they want to keep traveling, right? So Graham says that it helps with his grief, right? Mm-hmm. Um, going back to that house that he said was full of grace, which I thought was was an interesting turn of phrase. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and even to the point where we got to see grace and Corman's like, wait, what's happening? Wait, like, was there, was there a moment where you thought this was going to be the plot? No. No. Oh, oh no, okay, but okay. I just... I came in after, like, I hadn't seen what come before, and it was just him talking to her. I'm like, is he hallucinating Wait, the- right now? Oh, okay. Is he okay? Yeah, there was a moment where I thought, uh-oh. Like, is this going to be... Because I don't even know if we'd seen any of the spider Race was an alien all along. Like, something uh, <laughs> stupid like that. No, no, no. Something more like, you know, an alien is using people's memories to bring back mm. the dead. You know, or something like that. And then I realized, oh, no, this is just them, you and know, showing that he's remembering spiders. and grieving and everything. And so rather than going and sitting in that house all by himself and just remembering grace, um, the, the travel helps. It's helping him process his grief. It's also helping him connect with Ryan, which, you know, we've kind of touched on before. Ryan just doesn't want to go back to his warehouse job. You know, he's like, I was free food, man. You think I want to go back to the warehouse gig? What's the free food? What? Well, I mean, I'm assuming the doctor's feeding them. <laughs> I'm assuming they're not just not eating. Starving to death. Well, in according there, to Graham, have what? you noticed this happens a lot? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love that all of time and space and trips like, man, free food, free like, food. Bro. Can I get me some of those, uh, food cubes from, uh, an unearthly <laughs> child? Uh-huh. Uh, Yaz wants more of the universe. And the doctor is like basically the best person she's ever met. Right. So Yaz has kind of got, we, we saw that with Yaz before she ever met the doctor. She was telling her supervisor or whatever, the police, uh, police station, 
like she wants more. Like she's tired of doing like domestic disputes over parking mm-hmm. spaces. If you remember, that was where we first met her. Yeah. Um, you know, she's ready for, for more. There's gotta be other stuff going on. Hey, how about skip being a police officer and, and go, go to all help out space. space and time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Makes sense. Uh, the doctor basically tries to talk them out of it. Now this kind of harkens back to what I, I started to go on a rant about how the 12th doctor was like, never again. And then here we have the 13th doctor like, Hey guys, come on, jump in my TARDIS. <laughs> and then I, and then I stopped myself because I was saying, well, no, wait, 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 we had, we had her landing in their lap and having an adventure, but they were not companions at mm-hmm. that point. And then she accidentally teleported them. And that's how they ended up in the second adventure. And then trying to get them back home, they missed the target and ended up with their third adventure with Rosa Parks. So, it's like, I was like, oh, okay, she, this is all accidental, right? Mm-hmm. And then here I was reminded of just how wrong I was because she like, she's like, I can't guarantee your safety. And they're like, that's fine. And she's like, you won't come back the same people. And Graham's like, good. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you, you have to be sure. And they're like, we're sure. So she like, whereas normally she's like, you know, the doctor is, hey, all of time and space. Hey, did I mention it's also a time machine? Hey, did I mention, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can go anywhere you want and do, 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 do. And this time, it, or, hey, come with me, travel with me. Even when he's been told no by people, you know, he's he's doing that. This time, uh, the doctor is, Against you it. need to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Which I think is is a really interesting way to start this relationship, right? And then lastly, fam, Team TARDIS. <laughs> We'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> still, uh, still hasn't gotten it down. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to um, to say about uh, her talking them out of it. And no, I don't know. It's gone. Uh, so who's who? Who is Jack Robertson? Yeah, he got his own uh, section here. Are you Ed Sheeran? <laughs> <laughs> this is the funny. Isn't everyone talking about Ed Sheeran right now? Funniest. I thought it was so great of the doctor being kind of aware of pop culture but completely yeah. <laughs> wrong about it isn't it, 2018 that's when everybody's talking about ed sheeran right yeah. are you ed sheeran yeah, yeah. ed sheeran's the president what mm-hmm. um oh yeah that was my next note he's running for president in 2020 ed sheeran, ed sheeran. no not him no no that was great i love when she was like should should i be impressed this is impressive right I, I yeah she was very much like i don't know so, yeah I really uh let's see did we want to talk about uh we were going to talk more about him later, right? I guess. Within the let's talk about section? Maybe. There's not really yeah. any notes in here for that. So Okay. Well, there's there's some. So, um, Who is Ryan Sinclair? Just Yaz's friend, Trip. <laughs> They're just mates. They're just mates. Oh, yeah. To which Yasmin's sister says, good. <laughs> that was. And mean. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Wait. Just uh, be a little more direct, would you there? I forgot her name. I was about to say her name. Um, who is Graham O'Brien? Um, he has a word of advice for Jack. Uh, run now. Ask questions later. Right? Probably like he hasn't been a companion long, but he's been one long enough that when the doctor says run, it's usually better to run and then find out why we ran. <laughs> I used to always tell you guys when you were when you were younger, if if your mom and I tell you to do something, you have to do it first and then ask why. Because if I'm saying don't step in, into the street because there's a bus coming and I just say, stop. And you go, let's have a philosophical debate about the nature of a power and authority. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that was so perfect. You even made the sound right as I was about to do it, but yeah. you interrupted me perfectly. That was great. Hey, hey, Austin, why don't you talk about the joke? That makes it funnier. Um, yeah, no, we used to always say that, like, you know, uh, you don't know why we're giving you this instruction. I get that, but do it. And then you can ask us and then you can object and say, next time I don't want to do that or whatever. But if you find out that I say, if you find out that I say, don't eat that, because it was poisonous or just pulled out of the garbage can or the dog's mouth or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, I don't, I just want to have this hot dog. It's the 4th of July. I'm going to have it. You know, um, happy 4th of July. Everybody. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying your hot dogs while you're listening to our podcast. Just listen, while you're eating your hot dog today, Try not to think about it being in a dog's mouth first. Yeah. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Just don't even try think about that. not to. You're, you're, you're probably, like, whatever you're you listening do, right now, you're you like do, at home. Don't think about your dog's dogs. nasty tongue and black gums all over <laughs> oh. your hot dog right before, <laughs> right, as, right as you bite into it right now. Oh, oh stop ah, it. Ah, ah. Ah. We're going to make someone throw up <laughs> if we keep doing this. Dear Noobs <laughs> in the Whovian, here's <laughs> why I'm never listening to your show again. <laughs> Uh, so who is Yaz? Um, her mom made a very awesome human. I thought that was a great line. Coming from an alien, oh, that's yeah, an even yeah. better compliment. You know, like you made. You made look, a very awesome. I've known human. a lot of humans. You made a very awesome. Very yes. awesome. This, this is a pretty good one. That's right. Uh, the um, let's see. Oh, Yaz asks. I'm sorry. Yasmin's mom asks if Yaz and the doctor are seeing each other. <laughs> to which half of the fandom went. Because <laughs> there, there have been plenty, and as many, as many like you know, uh, Matt Smith, Eleventh uh, Doctor, Clara Shippers, as there were, or Tenth uh, Doctor Rose Shippers, Ninth Doctor Rose Shippers, and all that. There's plenty of Thirteen and Yaz, um, and she's like, my favorite part about this was the Doctor going, I don't think so. I are we? Like, so. are we? <laughs> which, which is me. I'm, I'm in the background trying to figure out. Is she not clear because she's not clear about the relationship or she's not clear about what the mom is asking? <laughs> like, are you two seeing each other? I mean, I, I think so. I can see her now. Is that what you mean? Like, I don't, I don't couldn't know. you see the doctor doing that? Like, yes, just absolutely. totally missing what the the actual question was? I mean, I, I mean, can see her right there. So, like, see her oh doing gosh. that? She does that all the time. And imagine, imagine the doctor, like, going into, like, investigation mode i see her why don't you see her are you do you <laughs> not you see not her see right her? now do you always not see her <laughs> start scanning her with the sonic <laughs> that's great how do i know that you can't see her that's uh, what wait you know what you just said <laughs> i love it who is the doctor um oops i misspelled this back in the box um she's you know doctor what are you gonna do now oh well you know back in the box by yourself yeah. yeah. And then I looked at Corbin and said, kicks rock with shoe, you know, like, <laughs> it was like, I mean, I guess I'll just go see time and space by, by myself. myself, by myself, which says, uh, which Yaz says, no, that's easy for me to say. Yaz says. Uh, Would you like to come to mine for tea? And she's, oh, yes. yes. Never Absolutely. been to, never been for tea at Yaz's. You know, she is so <laughs> stoked about tea at Yaz's. I love it when the doctor uh, is both completely clueless about and yet kind of romantic about 
mundane things. Like oh, like yeah, later yeah. on, I think I had a yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I I should get a flat. I'd be good in a flat. Imagine me on a sofa. You know, <laughs> like it's so funny because we're like imagine being like in a spaceship, like going all of time, all of time and space. space. And she's like sofa. it's bigger on the should inside, I, should, and she's like, should I get a sofa? Imagine me I, on a I sofa. Could, I could get a sofa. That'd be awesome. I'd be good in a flat. She's, they've been in a flat. Oh, yeah. With Craig. <laughs> Best flatmate ever. Um, <laughs> she says she might be socially awkward. She's still figuring herself out. No, she's definitely socially percent. I love the line where the doctor, oh gosh, what was it? She started going on another little rant. And, oh crap, I forgot to write it down. Ryan was like, going off on another one there, doctor. And she's oh, like, yeah. oh, am I? And he goes, yeah, a little bit, you know. Uh, she started, uh, oh man, what was it? Might be this next line here. Uh, she used to have sisters, used to be a sister in the Aqua Hospital, which turned out to be a training camp for the Quiston Calcium Assassins. <laughs> Wait. I just want to know what a calcium Wait, assassin is. I've got to know what? now. Does that Wait. mean they're made of calcium? They use calcium to assassinate? They, they assassinate, assassinate calcium-based calcium uh, creatures? What is it? Uh, she does love a good conspiracy, which, oh. you know, they all have. <laughs> um, I love the bit where, you know, like, uh, she's like, Jack Robertson says, why are you asking her? And Ryan says, because she's in charge. And he says, says who? And they all go, says us. And he's like, oh, That's another one of my favorite words that they say. Us. Us. <laughs> what, was the one, what was the one that I kept rewinding Whitaker saying? Crap, what was it? Um, oh, I don't Mum. It was mum. mum. Oh, yeah. Mum. You can't be president if you, what was it? You can't be president if you fire Yaz's mum. Mum. <laughs> there's like, somehow there's an R in that word. Yeah. Or something. Like, mum. I don't know how they're shaping their mouth. Um, it's like, I can listen to an Australian say the word no all day long because there's, it's like there's five <laughs> letters in that word. When an Australian says n- no, it's like no, no. I can't no. do it. No. Yeah, no. Uh, like what's her name on Lost whenever she says it? I, oh, it's great. <laughs> um, the doctor eats danger for breakfast. Actually, it's usually cereal or a croissant. <laughs> croissant. 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 Is that croissant. how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, croissant. Uh, croissant. It's French. It's, yeah, it's we, we murder it by saying croissant. croissant. Uh, it's it's croissant. croissant. We murder it. A Y is an A sound and we're the one who's murdering it. <laughs> It's their language. It's French. <laughs> it's French. They get to decide how French is spoken. We don't. So <laughs> when we say it wrong, awesome. horribly wrong, yeah, we pronounce the R like an R instead of a W. Wow. Like what are you Crescent, saying? They're like Quessel. Quessel. I, I saw this old YouTube video the other day of a, uh, of a, a guy who anytime he uses um, a foreign word, he says it with a very heavy accent. So they're at a restaurant and he's looking over the menu and he's talking about maybe I'll get, I don't know, maybe I'll get some sliders or maybe, you know, maybe this or maybe that or, or maybe a croissant. And they're like, <laughs> what the why did you say it like that? And he, and he says everything that way, but then he like keeps going. So he's like, I was, I was walking down the street. I saw this great sushi restaurant. Sushi. <laughs> he tries to put on like a anime voice or something or karaoke, you know what I mean? It's like every word that he says, um, overly does whatever accent it is. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Back to uh, Doctor Who. Uh, can we talk about guns and humanity? And by humanity, I don't mean... <laughs> I don't mean uh, human beings. I mean like, oh, the humanity. Like <laughs> You make it sound like we're going to dive into something very serious. Well, I mean, it is. It I'm, is. Humanity but... in the sense of being humane. Yes. That's, that's what I'm getting at. So Humaneness. at the risk of sounding like a broken country record in Texas... 
What's the deal with guns, Chibs? Holy yeah. cow. Specifically Chibs. Because I oh, feel yeah. like he has just been injecting Hammering this one? all of his <laughs> political views. Well, like, Corbin, oh, yeah, I, I said as, as you Americans. were heading up the stairs. What's that? I said all them Americans with their guns. Um, yeah, as Corbin was headed up the stairs, I was like, I did tell you that one of the complaints about this season is that it's a little preachy. And I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Especially as I rewatched it, preparing for us to get here a couple months ago, I was like, "Oh yeah, it kind of is." Especially when you like when you watch them in rapid succession, um, it it is a little bit, and, and that's okay. I mean, I, I told I told your mom once that sci-fi is never better than when it uses something stupid like aliens or made-up technology or something like that to ask a philosophical, social, political question, because what what you do with sci-fi, Star Trek, the original series was famous for this, is you take a modern problem, you wrap it in science fiction, and it softens the blow, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a famous episode of Star Trek, the original series, where you, they encounter this, they, they come across this planet, and there's two groups that are at war with each other. And it's like an endless war. You know, it's like for generations, they've been at war. <laughs> and the, the, these aliens are half black and half white, like literally down the middle of their face, like a checker, checkerboard. <laughs> yeah. The right side of their body is black. The left side is white or something like that. And throughout the course of the episode, they're trying to figure out what is it that drove these two these two factions to war against each other. And there's, we're just looking at two aliens that are on the enterprise. And one of them says, I mean, isn't it obvious captain Kirk, I am black on the right side and he is black on the left side. And it's like, Oh, it's racism. We're talking yeah. about racism. But, and, and the thing is when you say that line, the audience is supposed to say, well, that's, ridiculous. that's stupid. And then you go, Oh, oh, I'm stupid. Yeah. Oh, I that get makes it. Sense. Right. And the thing about it is, like, it's it's it is a hard, hard balance to strike. And you're gonna have a couple of different reactions to it. You're gonna have the people who already agree with the position that the writer has taken, right? So you're gonna have people in the 60s watching that episode of Star Trek going, yes, right on. Why don't we see that? Why don't we as humans suck less about this, <laughs> right? And then you're going to have people who are going to look at it and say, well, that was a little bit on the nose and that was kind of preachy and I don't think I like being preached to. And then you're going to have people go, those aliens are cool. <laughs> you know the difference though? What? Is that's like a metaphor. Well, everything in this show is just like real life, <laughs> yeah. modern day literally the exact circumstances that I we're mean, facing right now. And it's like, yeah. come on guys. Well, no, I mean, okay. So think about, you know, we had the remnant, right? The strips of sentient cloth. Uh -huh. That was kind of a anti nuclear armament or anti war yeah. at the very least. Something. So, I mean, that one, that one was definitely, you know, a, a morality tale told in, in the guise of sci-fi. Um, but yes, Rosa Parks was, I mean, it was an, an historical episode. Um, but you do still kind of wrap it in a little bit of sci-fi by saying, yes, but the white supremacist was a from the 79th century or whatever it was. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. Though, I, really. yeah. So that's the thing is 
you're going to have, <clears throat> we're going to have episodes on, in this series that do both, that wrap it up in sci-fi, make it a little bit ridiculous so that you go, oh, because here's, here's the thing about racism. A lot of times it's like trying to tell a fish that he's in water. It's like, what do you mean? This, like, you're wet right now, dude. Like, what are you what? talking about? This is where I am. This is what I've always been in. What are you talking about? You can't, it's hard to point out to a fish that it's in water. It's just where it is. Right. Yeah. And so when you say, um, when you say that, uh, you're going to try and address racism, the reason you package it up in the ridiculous thing is because you are so connected to certain beliefs, ideas, or things that you're not even aware of. One of the things that we're trying to tackle as a, as a society right now is racism, unintentional racism, systemic racism, things like that, where we don't even realize. And, and so that's even harder uh, to try and attack because you're not trying to, you're not trying to tell a person that they're racist. You're trying to tell them that they're in a racist system. So now you're trying to tell the fish that he's wet and that he's in water. And it's like, uh, what do you mean? This is the way it is. So when you put it on another planet and make it about a checkerboard, you know, two checkerboard yeah. aliens and we're looking at them and we don't notice, we don't even notice the difference. Yeah. And, and they have to point out the difference. Then you go, Oh, so that's what it. we look like. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we would look like to, to aliens. Right. So that's the thing. All right. All right. All right. So that's what you do with sci-fi. Right. And, um, sometimes you use it to blunt the edge of the sword so that it doesn't sting as bad, but it still gets the job done. You're still getting the message across and that kind of thing. But what is the deal uh, with chibs and guns? Here's what I'm saying. Is it better for the spider mother in the ballroom to suffocate mm -hmm. to death? Yeah. And for all of the rest of the spiders to starve to death, by the way, some of them will starve to death after turning to cannibalism. Yeah. yeah. Is that better than to be mercifully put down. Now, now, hang on. Don't just walk in with we've a got, gun and blast okay. his head off. We've got, we've got, we've got two layers to this little onion. The first is they did not want. Okay, we've already said guns are bad. Okay, doctor <laughs> thinks guns are bad. Don't use guns. Okay, ever so, for any reason. Yes, period. ever for any yeah. reason. Yeah, exactly, Mouth. exactly. Um, so I can, I can, I maybe would have been okay. I maybe would have been okay if the doctor had said, no, sir, you are not going to put a bullet in this spider. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this. Like whatever that is. Release we're, we're going to use the peppermint oil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to use the peppermint oil to let it, you know, fall asleep and then, and then die peacefully or something like that. But no, just let it were not, die horrifically. I know they were against the idea of killing the spider at all. And I was like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've already identified them as a threat to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> so one, it, there's a self-preservation, self self-defense argument. But two, they're also, it's not good for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're helping nobody. So it's like, it. it and, and here's the weird thing, right? Okay. Not that, okay. You can't just always put somebody in a bucket, slap a label on it and say, this is what you believe all the time in every situation. However, usually a more liberal leaning ideology that is anti-gun tends to be pro, um, 
oh crap, what's the, I can't think of the label now, but, uh, being able to choose, being able to choose to die, assisted suicide, that kind of thing. Boy, we got deep on news in the hoovie today. <laughs> um, what were y'all talking about? My kid was crying and I, anyways, <laughs> um, a more, a more liberal ideology tends to be more pro assisted suicide, giving someone the, the right to end their own life and that kind of thing. Those tend to go hand in hand, but we got, we got the, no, we got yeah. no guns and let the thing die on its own, not put it down. And I was yeah. like, I don't I, know. I also love like if they like shot the thing in the head, that is like instant death. That is about as peaceful as you can get. But I mean, instead, I, I was not under the impression that he shot it in the head. Though. Yeah, I was under the impression <laughs> he just what it did. He shot made it, it in worse. The back. Yeah, they made it worse. He like shot it, and now it's just bleeding and suffocating <laughs> to death at the same time. And right, like, right, right. I can't believe this is why he's the bad guy because he made it worse. But in the right circumstances, it right. would have been better to just shoot yeah. it and end it quickly. Yeah, and I mean, and I don't know. Like, I like I've known people that have had to, you know, put down a a, a horse or a cow or or something like that. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure. People have different opinions about this, but we made the choice a couple of years ago to put her dog down because she was getting very sick and had all she had to look forward to was a lot more pain and a lot more suffering that she couldn't understand that we couldn't alleviate yeah. and those kinds of things. And um, this that's what we're talking about here. I mean, we're not even really talking about like a fully sentient creature. We're talking about a giant It's a spider. spider. Is the doctor yeah. saying don't step on spiders? Because Presumably. from what we understand, it's just a growth hormone. These yeah. things yeah. are only it's a teenage slightly ninja bigger. spiders. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Well, the teenage mutant ninja turtles were like sentient. Oh, these things get, are just <laughs> okay. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They're just spiders that are. Yeah. They're big. not smarter. They're not. It's like saying don't step on the ants. Right. And and so again, I don't understand why. I can I can okay be consistent with the doctor not liking guns. Yeah. That's fine. But the fact that. Um, you know what it is? Maybe what it is that Jack killed it out of vengeance. Maybe. Not even think. knowing. He didn't know that it was dying until after he shot it. Yeah. He was yeah. like, it was going to die anyway. And he was like, well, then it was a mercy killing. And it's like, yeah. okay, you suck. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> because he's played as the most ridiculous bad guy in the world. Sure. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Comically. I don't, comically. I don't think consistency is good. Like, it's good to have... <laughs> Nuance, no, where no, the no, doctor's no. like, if it's a robot or a spider that's already dying, then maybe it's fine to use a gun. But if it's like uh, a person, then it's not no, so good. No, it's I think that the doctor way. absolutely would be like, like I said, we need to find a, a different way, not a, a yeah, more clever you, way. Use <laughs> Let's blow it out the airlock. Let's trick it into an airlock and blow it out the airlock, mm-hmm. even though they weren't in space. You, you 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 get it. You get what I'm saying. Blow up You're the building. I, d- I don't mean <laughs> use use. We're gas. going to we're going to ignite the the chemicals. In the in the landfill, and it's going to cause a cave in, which will cause the hotel to collapse on the spiders. That would be fine. That that would is have been moral, fine. so that they can that bleed out for and the next. By the way, trick the spiders into doing it to themselves. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah. So I just thought of something. Um, he shot the big spider. Yeah, but they didn't. Not the other ones. Not the other ones. Yeah, not the. All the other ones are locked in the panic room, so they did presumably starve to death. And or suffocate to death. Again, you say he shot it, but I don't think that thing died instantly after he did it. So now it's just suffering from a bullet wound while suffocating. Well, it, di- to death. No, it died pretty much on screen 
right there within, did it? within okay. a minute or two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah because but... television, t- TV shows and movies, um, both over and un- <laughs> underestimate the resiliency of a living creature. Yeah. yeah. Cause like in a movie you can, you can shoot the main character 87 times <laughs> and they'll be fine. And other people, you shoot them in the shoulder and they will bleed out in 30 seconds. Yeah. Just long no. enough to say goodbye to their to the main character, but they will bleed out in 30 seconds. So um at any rate, um, yeah. I don't know. Did we did we want to talk any more about uh Jack Robertson? I I just put the line in here, Corbin. You no, want to I, put this I line? really do want to talk about him because go for it. All right, I just I want to read this. You told me to put this line verbatim quote from the episode. <laughs> As he's going Corbin to kill the Corbin has taken exception as an American. <laughs> he on, says... On July 4th weekend. How yeah. could they? But... Freedom! So, Eagles! Eagles! Eagles. Of course. So what he says is, I'm the future president of the United States. Okay. How's this for fire and fury? This is what the world needs right now. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to get me into the White House. Yep. And I think Chris Chibnall hates Americans because <laughs> what the crap? What is this stereotyping like ridiculous no, bull no, no, crap? No. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's hang like, on. I should go shooting okay. people. That will get me a job. Okay, I don't think, I don't, I, I could be wrong. I don't think that Jack Robertson is supposed to represent America. I know, but like. I think, it's, I mean, they pretty much said it. He's obviously, he's Trump. 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 He's Trump. But then Trump was elected by Americans as well. So he said, how's this for fire and fury? Do you know what that means? That's what Trump told North Korea. It's a quote. (laughs) He said he would rain down fire and fury on North Korea if they, I don't know, if they launched a nuke or launched a test missile or whatever. That's, that's exactly what he's He's quoting and getting out of here. This was, this character is a jab at Trump. Does that mean it's also a little bit of an indictment on America? Yes. Like you I think said, absolutely. We yeah, did elect yes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, just, why is a British television show so heavily into American politics? Why okay. do we need this? I heard a great quote. Who said it the other day? I think it was Dawkins. Um, said that in regards to, I think it was the 2016 election was, was right around the corner. Um, they were talking about Brexit. They were talking about the 2016 U S election. And he made the statement that the U S election, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a British citizen, you know, born and raised and everything. And they were asking his opinion. And he was like, well, you know, like I'm not an American, so I'm not voting in it to which he also said, which, you know, the U.S. presidential election impacts the entire world. So he said, I'm kind of resentful. We don't get to vote. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing is um, y- that that election, all, the, all by that election, I mean the United States presidential election, not yeah. just 2016 or 2020 or any of that, does impact the rest of the world. Yeah. And so – the presidential election in the U.S. is more closely watched by other nations than I would I would imagine than any other election is looked at by the rest of the world. You know, like I don't mm. think people are as intently watching other heads of states being uh, you know elected as they do the U.S. 
somewhat because as we become a more and more interconnected global world, we're all starting to realize that. I think Americans were paying a lot of attention to Brexit. We're paying a lot of attention when Boris Johnson got uh, elected prime minister. Um, there was more of that going on. And so, yes, it's that's that's part of why, because there were international headlines being made by Trump on a regular basis. And it wasn't just, oh, look at them doing this thing in their country. It's, wait a minute, they're also doing that in this other country. And they're impacting global trade and they're impacting a lot of different things. So that's why if he's going to take a shot at Trump, that's why. I just... Because it's not just America. I don't feel it's necessary, though. Obviously, Doctor Who has done fine for... 60 years and they've not had to touch on American uh, politics yeah. before. Well, okay. So there's a couple things. One, we have become a lot more global, a lot more interconnected. The other thing that I would throw out there, and this is, this is, this is my opinion. This is not constitutional fact or anything. Although I believe it's my opinion is rooted in the constitution, especially for our overseas listeners. Cause I know we have some, I don't think that the president should be as important as it's become. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The presidential, you want to talk about power creep in video games and sci-fi shows and everything? The United States president power creep over the last 20 years in particular has been amazing. It's been unbelievable. The United mm-hmm. States president, whoever that is at any given time, can do things unilaterally that it never would have been dreamed of a hundred years ago. And the fact that that is now reaching out into the rest of the world, as you're pointing out here, Corbin, is yet another reason why I don't think it should be as big a, I don't think that office should be quite what it's become. Yeah. Personally. So that's as far into politics as we're going to dive today. Yep. <laughs> here on Noobs in the Whovian. But again, again, though, Look at what we're talking about right now on our little podcast about Doctor Who because that's what this season is doing. Mm. That is yeah. what this season is doing. It is bringing up some big hot button issues. And by the way, I know some classic Whovians out there are going to point out it ain't the first time. Chibnall is not the first one to rattle the cage. For that matter, we've seen some of it in New Who that didn't resonate quite as well because it was a little bit old news. But there's also been plenty of stuff in Classic Who where they were talking about maybe not United States politics, but talking about political, social issues in the the culture, whether that be the, the culture of the UK or world or whatever. It's not the first time. It's just it definitely is in our faces because we're the ones being spoken to. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, instead of watching it 40 years later and going, oh, that alien looks weird. Yeah. Like I said. <laughs> I do just wish... Every once in a while, I could watch something without having to think about the outside world, you know? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I agree. And, and, and okay, last thing, last thing I'm going to say about politics is that um, in addition to the scope creep, the power creep of the office of the president of the United States, politics in general has, has, taken up a position in in pop culture that it hasn't had in over a century. And one of the things that I, again, uh, the views expressed by 
Austin, or not necessarily those mass closet studios. <laughs> One of the things that I like about Joe Biden is that I haven't heard anything I know. about him since it's, he got elected. Yeah. And I remember a time, you guys may not remember this, but I remember a time where I didn't think about the president for months yeah. mm-hmm. instead of hours, but instead of every day. As opposed to Trump, who will now, for the rest of time, <laughs> leave this scar on entertainment. Yes, yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and 30 years from now, some other podcast uh, or some iteration of this podcast will be watching these episodes going, what who are they, they even talking, talking about? about? Who why is this they, guy? Why are they... Why was he on the screen when the monks took over the world? And why was yeah. he mentioned? And then why is he, why is there a parody character of him? Yes, I agree. Why does everything from this time period talk about him <laughs> nonstop? If you'll recall, if you'll recall, over a year ago, over a year ago, our opening intro was the only podcast on the internet that's not going to talk about the thing. And the thing was the pandemic. Because we did everything we could to not let Noobs and the Whovian become about the pandemic too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes, Corbin, I agree. Sometimes you just want to escape. You just yeah. you want to watch something and not think about the social implications of mm-hmm. it or the political implications like, or the moral justifications. I've been that. living this every single day. And I don't, yeah. I don't need hey, to hear about it. So so last thing, and then we're gonna move on. We're going to throw in a recommendation for you. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, go ahead and check out The Tomorrow War. Oh, yes. yeah. And it was I will incredible. preface it oh, by yeah, saying, shut up and eat your popcorn. I, By the way, we loved it. And everything that I've seen about it online has been dumping all over it. And I'm like, you people really? need to shut up and learn to appreciate yeah. sci-fi for the sake of sci-fi. It was great. Mm-hmm. Shut up and eat your popcorn. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, Noobs in the Whovian is actually brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we're doing like they're doing and you want to do something too, here's what you can do. Uh, we got there. <laughs> we got there eventually. <laughs> Go on over to noobsinthewhovian.com slash support. There's lots of ways you can support us. Just head on over there and click on a banner that looks like it's advertising something and then maybe buy something. I don't know. Sign up for Google Fi. Head on over to Amazon and turn on your BritBox subscription or just buy anything at Amazon after clicking on our banner and that'll help us out a little bit. You can also give a one-time donation. I keep I keep throwing it out there. Apparently nobody thinks it's as funny as I do to just give a dollar to a random podcast because <laughs> nobody's done it yet. You can be the first. <laughs> Noobsinthewhovian.com slash support. You can be the first one to just send us a dollar just because that's hilarious. And then secondly, you check the little box that says make this monthly. Boom, you're a monthly contributor. You give $5 a month or more and we'll give you a shout out on the show by name. If you Start doing that and don't hear a shout out uh, with your name on it. Uh, give me a send, send me an email noobsinthewhovian at gmail.com because I might not have heard about it. I might not have seen it, or there might be a recording delay. Okay. You never know. You never know. Things are always wibbly wobbly here at Noobs in the Whovian. Noobsinthewhovian.com slash support. Become a supporting patron of family friendly independent media today. All right, so that brings us down to the classic Who connections. Let's hear what Jared has to say. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for arachnids in the UK. As opposed to arachnids aren't normally in the UK. 
giant arachnids in the UK may have been a better title, but you know, hey, I'm <laughs> they don't ask me to write, so and they then they do a much better job than I would do. So maybe I shouldn't uh, criticize. Anyway, let's get into it. We've got some classic good connections. It really just came from the plot line on this one. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole, wasn't any characters or any, um, catchphrases or anything like that. Um, we just saw similar plot lines in classic who, um, first of all, the, uh, the, the doctor saw giant webs over th- things, especially in the London underground and the tube, um, everywhere, uh, in the second doctor serial web of fear. But that was because yetis had web guns and they were, uh, acting, under the orders of the great intelligence. So, you know, that makes sense. Um, it's actually, it's a lost episode, but it's a really good one. If you, uh, can find it, uh, they've, they've animated one of the, one of the episodes that was, um, you know, that was lost, lost serial. Sorry. But, uh, uh, anyway, moving on, the doctor also saw a giant spider as the third doctor in the serial, the planet of the spiders, which was actually the last third doctor's last serial. Uh, and they were a species, the giant spiders were a species called eight legs, creatively enough. The species was eight legs, and they were a race of mutated spiders. So, kind of similar here, uh, similar concept. And finally, also with the third doctor, in the Green Death, he dealt with these grub-looking like anthropods that had mutated after coming into contact with toxic waste. So, uh, you know, some similar plot, uh, concept there. So that's it. Really it. Uh, it's a pretty quick one today, uh, for your classic who connections. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, if you looked at it from just the idea of a fun romp, I enjoyed it. Uh, and that, that was totally fine. Um, but I, I guess I just felt, um, I didn't feel surprised at all. I didn't feel uh, uh, alert. Like they they did anything new. They had they borrowed some pretty well used tropes of uh, you know the toxic waste and uh, making something grow huge and um, you know just just with the plot lines there and and things that probably frankly Doctor Who's already done. So I didn't feel like they did anything all that big that was new with it. And the big thing they felt like they were trying to do fell kind of flat to me of giving the spider a humane death. You guys have probably already talked about this, but as if a a, a single quick kill from a, a shot. I mean, guns, I guess, are so evil that um, there's there's nothing humane about uh, a, a and. A, a quick death from from a gun, but um, I, I guess that was their point. Uh, it didn't it didn't really ring true with me that that what was since it was dying anyway, and the doctor was going to kill it anyway. That the gun was so evil, but you guys have talked about that before, um, and maybe it's just because we're from across the pond, we don't quite understand. So I'm going to give it uh, seven out of ten arachnophobias. Mostly because I love that movie. Um, I think I love it because I wasn't really supposed to watch it. I was a little when it came out and got to see it at a friend's house after it came out on VHS. And so, um, you know, it's like one of my minor rebellions as a kid. Um, so it's anyway, uh, and I'm going to give it, um, 175 creep levels. Uh, they did a good job with the creepiness on this one. So, um, definitely getting up there, uh, in, in creep levels. Uh, 
So thanks to the TARDIS Wikia and thanks to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. All right, thanks, Jared. So that brings us down to our overall impressions. Trip, what do you got, man? Um, I don't know. This one, it was... It was... It was, <sighs> it was fun to see spiders crawl around and have the doctor, like, I don't know, going after them and then, like, Kevin and then, like, <laughs> <laughs> spiders, like, wrapping people up and, like, eating them or something. I don't know. That was... It was kind of funny to see, like... Okay. Just big spiders and stuff. But other than that, just it wasn't that good. Yeah, I don't like know it. what was. It just oh, man, like it that. didn't grab me. So okay. I think seven, seven out of ten, Murakas. <laughs> I enjoyed this one. Um, I thought I, I liked the the sort of kind of twist that it was just regular spiders. Like it wasn't. Oh, there was I, no aliens. There was well, what I mean is like there was nothing. It was ju- the only thing oh, alien yeah. in this entire episode was the doctor. That's it. Everything else was just human beings as doing human stuff know. and then making giant spiders out of them. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I I loved getting to meet Yaz's uh, parents. We got like we got so much out of her dad and sister, and they were on screen for like you know a couple of minutes. Uh, got to know Nadia, her mom, mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. She was like kind of a side companion, you know, companion light. Um, I, I liked, um, all of it except for the resolution that we've already discussed. I wish that they'd have done that a little bit different, but I also like the character development with the companions, like actively choosing, like not only actively choosing, but they weren't even asked. They asked if they could travel with the doctor. Um, I thought that was really cool. I mentioned that we were going to, we were going to take some time. Like, so think about it. It's the end of the fourth episode before we can like really fully call them companions like yeah. they've traveled in the TARDIS and they've done adventures etc but like the whole like asking and 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 agreeing that this I mean, is what I mean I would do. count them as companions yeah yeah that's not what I mean but but I'm saying we like, haven't gotten the onboarding yet. <laughs> exactly perfectly perfectly well put um it took us four episodes four full episodes to get yeah. that I thought that was really cool seeing Graham dealing with uh the loss of grace all that kind of stuff so I am going to give it eight true conspiracy theories because Yaz's dad was right. I hate I, that. Mm, <laughs> I think it wasn't that was a conspiracy so theory. I mean, or a conspiracy. There was just trash for some reason. It was an accident conspiracy. I also love how how much they were blaming him for these spiders when I'd say it was more the fault of the people who Didn't threw away sure living they, spiders. Yeah. They knew this would happen if... They, I think there's plenty right. of blame to go around. Yeah, like, plenty of blame. Yeah, but I, I don't know. One white dump a bunch of Dumb. trash. Honestly, I really, really just hate not Trump's inclusion in this episode <laughs> entirely. <laughs> yeah, he should not, not have, have been existed. Here. Okay, he sh- he brought it down two levels. He didn't need to be here. I don't he want him to been be anything here. Anything else? Yeah, it could have been any other character. What and, I thought was weird they was that they, up, like, not being... they literally referenced Trump. Like, yeah. that he's hated oh, Trump yeah. for he's, decades or whatever. He's and I'm totally like, not why did we Trump. have to even, like, bring that? Like, you're you're making an obvious parody of this pu- uh, public figure. Then you're why do you have it to... out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so what, what's your overall score for me? I'm going to say 6.5 wow. out of 10 not Trumps. <laughs> I mean, what was he going to write it? Uh, well, yeah. 
Uh, creep level. Trip, what do you what do you think? Here? What is that? Your actual creep level? What? One fifty? Yeah. Yeah, that's. that's my... what, do you what do you mean? Well, we have saw you, the tomorrow have you even war. Seen, yeah, have you even right seen after, the tomorrow so. war? <laughs> that that puts these little creepy crawlers to but that's shame, not that, bro. Okay, all right, fine. At, anyways, still one fifty. Just, I'm giving it 300 because those spiders, what? those spiders, they're creepy crawly. They were they're giant. Little, they there's were little big ones spiders. and little ones. And, and they uh, were dying the whole spiders. episode. I guarantee you, if you met a that, massive I'm gonna spider. I'm going to remind you guys of when they shined a light down the hall and the, the hall was like all four surfaces were covered with no, spiders the size of tucker no that was that was i dumb. guarantee you both went if when you ran happened. into a spider big enough to eat you you would be losing your mind that's not what we're talking about though. that is that is what these so, were <laughs> so what's your score Corbin? i must say 250 because dad was continuously messing with me throughout this episode oh yeah he, you had to sit next to him what was it? what was i saying Boo. i don't know oh, it's a face hugger yeah. i kept grabbing corbin and going it's a face hugger like anytime it was like oh yeah. look like there was about to be a jump scare i just did a real life jump scare for corbin and the first time i did it i really got you, I, you the next did. two you were kind of laughing at me but the first one i really genuinely got you i, I hate it. massive bugs like what yep. bugs are fine uh, what just because one of them fell on your head one time that was. I've that been was scarred by bugs many times. <laughs> that that was life. pretty bad. <laughs> um, anybody that's interested can uh, can go back and um, check out the episode "Tribal Cockroaches" on that story show. That was where I guest hosted on uh, on that story show and told about some of my horrendous experiences with um, some people call them water bugs, some people call them palmetto bugs, some people call them German. They're actually called German cockroaches. Some people just call them roaches. Mm. You never see swarms of them. There's always just like one, one of them. One little and, dude hanging out. Yeah, and I told I told several stories on that episode, and I think I mentioned the the, the story about it falling on you. Right? I definitely remember that at least a few episodes later, they actually read my story where I shared oh, multiple experiences of bugs attacking me during the night. That's great. So that, that storyshow.com and look up tribal cockroaches or tribal roaches, something like that. Um, at any rate, uh, theories, will they or won't they trip? I don't Yaz know. and Ryan, what do you think? They're going to keep teasing it till the end of the season. So it's you don't just... think that Ryan saying we're just mates was the definitive answer? No. No. <laughs> Definitely dumb? not. Well, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. That Are was the daft? exact That was the exact opposite. <laughs> that that was the exact opposite. Of it, it was the end of it, you're saying? They, they were like, no, nah, man, we're just friends. I that, think it would literally. Only... So you're saying that was just dragging it out even more. Yeah. It's going to be the you. end of the season before we figure it out. Okay, so originally you said two to three more episodes, so about episode five or six. Now you're saying the end of the season? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. It, it's it's got to be the end of the season, or they literally, they never talk about it again. No. <laughs> they just, they never <laughs> they bring it up. drop it entirely? Yeah, yeah they amazing. completely. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be the first plot line Doctor Who ever dropped. Uh, Corbin, you said previously, I hope not, but probably... Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. The more vague I am with it, the more likely it, you if it are to ever be happens, I can say, "See, haven't I called you, it." Haven't you learned that in this show, what you have to do is take the wildest, most specific crackpot, uh, theory. crackpot yeah. theory you can, and then you get it right. That only works if you're trip. Uh, that's that. True. That only that's works true. if what you, did you say you, it's you, always river. 
He called something. I called a, it. It was going to be the master. No, no. I mean, in a movie vault. we were watching recently. It was the Tomorrow War. No. Or no, no. no. Oh, it was oh, a was Firefly. It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seconds. <laughs> spoilers before, for episode one of Firefly. Seconds before they, they opened, opened the crate, the, oh, he right. said there's going to be a person in there, right? I said there's going to be a girl in there. He was spot on. I'm like, are you kidding me? I forgot about it. Why can you do this? I think Trip is secretly watching all this stuff ahead of time <laughs> so he can seem like he knows the future. All right, so uh, speaking of the future, our game plan is to cover Season 11, Episode 5, The Saranga Conundrum, which Has Corbin had all kinds of fun trying to spell that one. Corbin's like, I'm just going to type it. I was like, uh, no. now you have to at least go look it up so you can figure out how to spell it. Spoiler alert, it starts with a T. He was like, <laughs> what? And then no. I couldn't spell conundrum, so... Because <laughs> who can? Yeah. Anywho. Spell conundrum right now, I dare you. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Do <laughs> um, so right now, guys, that, that puts us at episode five, which pe- means we are officially overdue uh, for a special episode, like a timey-wimey or a classic who or whatever was next Just up. do Tomorrow War. It is. Yeah. We have to. We, we need we, to we talked about, We need to check it we out. We talked about going ahead and recording it as a, as a uh, what is it? A, 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 a bank episode. Um <laughs> I was like a bucket episode, a bottle episode. No, those are different things. Uh, A bank episode that we can just hang on to and release, you know, uh, later on or in case of an emergency break glass kind of thing. Um, But um, yeah, we might, we might still do that. Maybe we'll do that later this week or something like that. Yeah. Uh, So, but we will try and let you know ahead of time if we're, if we're going to cover that. If not, you'll hear us introduce it. You'll have to just pause and go watch the movie and then come back. Yeah. Or just watch it. Or just watch it now now because because it is. Because it's the bomb. Don't totally, listen to the critics. Totally listen to the audience who yeah. have given it. Who actually like eighty percent on Rotten Tomato. There you go. What and what did you say? Four and a half out of five stars on, on yeah. Amazon. Um, so. so yeah, so we are just gonna continue on. Remember, our game plan right now is to until we get confirmation about when season thirteen is gonna air. Which holy crap, it is July, and we haven't. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard a peep. Every time I see a Doctor Who headline, it's, oh, look at um, Jodie Whittaker and Mandip Gill did an interview. Or here's seven people that definitely won't be the next Doctor because we're always wrong about our predictions. (laughs) Um, That's all that anybody's talking about right now. So get with the program, BBC, and let us know when it's coming out so that we can then schedule. So um, until then, we just have to go full steam ahead, which here's what I really hope doesn't happen, guys. If we stick with our current recording schedule and don't do any special episodes, we will be all out of episodes. Our final episode will air October. Uh, I'm sorry, Halloween, October 31st. The Revolution of the Daleks would be that that week. And so what I hope doesn't happen is we release we get, that. Yeah. And then they say, premiering December 29th is going to be the season 13. And so we just, we just do nothing but classic who and timey wimeys yeah. until mid December or late December or something like that. Yeah. Trip. That's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen is they're going to be like December premiering in 2026, uh, just in time. <laughs> oh, that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll hold it until the 60th anniversary. That's, yeah. that's what they're going to do. Yeah. <gasps> what if that's what they're, no way. What? Why? Oh no, no, no! It would be too early. They're they're talking about. Remember, I said that they're going to do Whitaker specials, like they did Tenant specials. Yeah. Is yeah. the rumor right now? But that's going to be twenty twenty two. That won't. That'll be too early to do for the the sixtieth anniversary because that'll be twenty three. 
Mm-hmm. Anywho, guys, Noobs in the Hoobie is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is uh, Comic Relief. <laughs> Wait, which one's Comic Relief? That's I don't know. And your production editor is Exposition. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his Classic Who connections. And shout-outs, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. Why don't you join them? Why don't you? You can find us over at NoobsInTheHoobian.com where you find links to our social media, our email, a big old subscribe button. And make sure that wherever you found us that you do, in fact, subscribe, that you like us, that you share us with a friend, that you give us a rating unless you're listening on Spotify because they suck. And (laughs) share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, guys, but because we watch one every single week. Except for one. Except for one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And And we're the news. And until next time, be safe if you can, guys, but always be amazing. Uh, goodbye. Did you forget? Sure, forget. How, how we do it? My, my we we recorded since we got back from vacation. Yeah, yeah, we have. Last week would have been the time to have forgotten that. Yep. <laughs> Trip was like, I have no excuse. I just <laughs> no excuse for you. I thought you started one. Why from Master Closet that... Studios? What the crap? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Trip. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I think it's just often, crap. Do you, do you often confuse those two? No, I call them the crap. That <laughs> makes it a compliment. Wait. You're the crap, man. <laughs>